Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. And welcome and thank you for joining us. As always, happy to be with you on a live Saturday in Los Angeles. Uh, if you want to listen to us, you're either listening to us on the archive or you can get us live at wsradio.com. Download the app in the uh, App Store. You can listen to us live from anywhere you want in your car or anyplace else. Uh, you can also get us on uh, many archive sites like Live iTunes. on Twitter. Live on live Twitter. On, well, I was I would have gotten to that. I hadn't quite okay. gotten to it yet. Uh, live on uh, iHeartRadio and such. And Marcia, are we live on Twitter? We are live. We will be wow, in a second. Cool. I'm, I'm looking at the Twitter feed and waiting for it to load up. Uh, producer Kurt, our Twitter producer, will be putting that up on Twitter. Uh, hashtag Tech Radio. And please tweet to us while you're listening to the show. I've seen Linda Sherman this morning, Uncle Phil. Uh, let's uh, hear from you during the show. If you have any questions, we'll try and answer them on the air. Mark, how was your week? Well, my week was was fairly quiet. I've been sick for like three weeks. I finally went to the doctor, and he gave me some stuff. And I've been coughing and, you know, these coughs and such. So I so far have survived the week. Uh, I drove all the way out to West Los Angeles last week, so I went a really long distance. How about you? <laughs> um, you and it seems, by the way, Mick Jagger, they have mm. postponed their world tour because Mick is. Oh sick. yeah, I had to do that. Yeah, I had to do yes. that. I'm sorry to yeah. all those people. I refunded all their money though. So, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> what did what you do doing. this week, Marcia? Um, you know, it's not easy to take a short jaunt for th- three, four days to Paris and come back to Los Angeles. Oh. <laughs> and you, you know what I want to say to you is boohoo. Yeah, right. Did you go you know, all the way to I Paris thought. for a couple of days? Wow. Yeah, it was painful. It was really painful. Oh, I'm sorry. I know. Things you well, have I to do go. for our radio show. I did go for the Huawei launch, and yeah, what's really that? funny is they we'll did give it. me a couple of phones, and we'll talk about it later. But I'm coming back, and I have to obviously go through, like, French TSA. Then I change planes in England, and I have to go to through English TSA. And because mm. I had two phones in my suitcase... I only had carry-on. Each TSA agent literally spewed everything all over everywhere. They opened my bags like... Oh, my gosh. You know how you pack carefully? Well, that well all went out the window. <laughs> Wait, they didn't throw away your special gummy bears, did they? You know those special gummy bears I was bears lucky. I now? didn't lose anything. But the thing is, in France, I took a picture of the giant mess with my bravery where everything's flying around. And the guy yanked my phone out of my hand no. and deleted the picture. Are you kidding? And I was oh so God. shocked. I, I was, like, freaked out. I didn't do anything. But what he didn't know is when I got back, I retrieved it from deleted photos. Wah, right. wah, wah. <laughs> and now we're going to post it, and the French uh, National Police will be at your front door by Yeah, the, uh, I think I'm going to keep it on the down low. But it, You might want to do that, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's a little scary stuff. I mean, the NSA knew where you were, but now the fresh police know where you were. What do they call the gendarmes? Oh, are they still call them that? I, I don't know what they were, but this guy was serious. He, he was, wow. you know, traveling is not, going through security is not fun anymore. No, I mean, it, well, in China, really they're really fun. mean. None of them have any sense of humor at all. And right. The TSA at least tries to keep smiling. Yeah. Now, the TSA people, I find, for the most part, are fairly friendly. Right. Uh, 
But, yeah, but I don't know how it is outside of the U.S. Now, I haven't been outside of the U.S. in a while. They, they have uh, no senses of humor at all. At man, all. That's so sad. Well, I know we're going to talk wanna, a little later in the show about the launch, so we'll, we'll find that out. That launch and the Apple launch will, in our yeah. second half. Yeah. So yeah. please listen to the second half. So I wanted to ask you, in your office, did you ever mm -hmm. buy stuff from Office Depot? Oh, sure, we did. I, I have to say, before you tell the story, this is truly one of the most disgusting stories I have ever seen in tech. Without question, one of the worst, and the answer is yes. Now, I don't know that we buy software from Office Depot, but we certainly buy supplies from them, you know, paper and inks and things like that. Right, I think we right. Actually have same, a contract same with, with me. And yeah. But I think beginning businesses and people who aren't super techie, you know, may buy software and hardware from Office Depot. Mm -hmm. It seems they ran a software scam for almost seven years. And you have the article, they've been fined $35 million Crazy. because the software, you want to go ahead and tell it because this is well, just horrific. I mean, this is insane. Uh, the Instead of running an actual malware scan, which is what the software was purported to do, the program was set to automatically inform customers they had malware, malware on their devices. If they answered yes to any of these four questions, which are about crashing or pop-ups or slow speed or viruses, mm -hmm. the program would then uh, provide a view recommendation prompt offering, guess what? tech services from office max and support.com to fix the problem which could cost hundreds of dollars what a bunch of scamming jackasses right and they did this for seven years talk about yeah. taking advantage of people this is just yeah. i gotta tell you since i saw this i'm done with i, I can get my ink cartridges from amazon yes, i don't you need can. to go because i mean i was going to office depot to support you know local business yeah. Nah, no more. I'm done. I mean, well, apparently Office Depot is paying $25 million. Support.com is paying $10 million. I mean, that's almost says, like the, the Nigerian scams or the, all the – they were literally purposefully deceiving their customers and tricking oh, them into buying terrible. services. Absolutely. And now, here's the funny thing. Uh, the FTC says it will use the uh, proceeds to provide refunds to customers. How's yeah, that going to yeah. happen? Let's see yeah, if that actually happens. You know. Yeah. And then we'll have what a, are their next records? year. We'll, yeah. Well, yeah. Next year we'll have a story that says FC, FTC scammed the people out of not returning the money they were supposed to. So well, you see, I, you that's know. the thing with all these lawsuits. You know, when they're fined a quack a billion dollars. Yeah. Um, why do we never see any of the money? We were you the ones do. that were taken advantage of. Uh, the government yeah. gets to keep the money. What the heck is all that about? Yes, in the financial business, there are lawsuits that go on nonstop every day. Everybody sues everybody. And everybody gets class action suits that say, hey, fill this out and you'll get some money back, you know, blah, blah, blah. So they get $48 million and $47 million goes to the lawyers. And the other million is divided among 8 billion people. So you know you get twelve cents back when you um, when you go through these things. They're, right? It's, it's outrageous. It's, it's outrageous. Well, you know? put that together with the breaches, and we can just walk around saying, "What the hell?" Speaking yeah, exactly. of outrageous, our favorite. Wait, let boy. me guess. Elon Musk. Right, right. Yeah. Because we can't we can't have a week without Elon Musk's greatest hits. Yeah, okay. Um, you you weren't here last week, but Ed Bott and I talked a little bit about the Boring Company and how that wasn't really working out. But now 
we have even more information. The Hyperloop is the shuttle that goes through the Boring Company's tunnels, right? Uh-huh. By the way, and from the picture, which it looks, which is only an animation, I ex expect. Looks cool, It's right? very cool looking. Very cool. Yeah, well, it supposedly was supposed to shuttle passengers at 700 miles per hour. That's pretty um, fast. And as we mentioned in other shows, they were going to put one here in Los Angeles between somewhere and Dodger Stadium. Right. But they figured in the time before the game, they could only shuttle 1,500 passengers from the parking lot. Yeah, well, yeah, we talked about that. And there's only, uh, let's see, 90,000 people that go to Dodger Stadium. Or give right, exactly. No, 55, exactly. whatever the numbers. Right. Uh, because it only takes 28 passengers in that Hyperloop pod. It looks bigger, right? But... Yeah, it nope. looks it looks like a thing that should be at Disneyland. Yeah, what it is basically is like a vacuum tube like they used to have in department stores back in the olden days. Mm -hmm. And it gets additional propulsion from electromagnets. Oh cool. Um it's it's fallen apart. Just just fallen apart. Wait, um, it's not gonna happen? The company's promise to create the end of traffic scored them a partnership with Colorado's Department of Transportation in November 2017 mm -hmm. and 267,000 in public funds incentives. Now, that was reported by Wire, Wired okay. Magazine. By November right. 2018, uh, the company who set this up in Colorado uh, got rid of all their employees without completing the study. And they no. just said, uh, we're shutting this baby down. Not going to happen. Wow. And bottom line, I think this whole boring company and this Hyperloop business is ridiculous. Uh, you were away, but they had a thing where uh, the Virginia Department of Transportation came out to look at a demonstration of it. Yeah. And they, the guy said something like, that's nice. <laughs> we'll <No>. call you. <laughs> okay. Um, big, and he basically said, it looks like a Tesla in a tunnel. Not because that was the one for tunnel. traffic. Right? Oh, funny. Oh, that's so funny. it's just Virginia officials were considering the Hyperloop as part of a pricey infrastructure upgrade. And so they came out to, to see it. And the guy, quote, it's a car in a very small tunnel. Virginia's chief of rail transportation told members of transportation committee, if one day we decide it's feasible, we'll obviously come back to you. Wow. Is that a blow off or what? Oh, my gosh. That it's a car in a very crazy. small tunnel. <laughs> yeah, it's really strange. I, he comes up with some interesting stuff that if it really worked would be. I mean, you know, let's face it. Some of his stuff, SpaceX has done some really cool things. Yeah. Yep, but yep. some of this stuff is just so over the top. Uh, I won't be riding in that thing. If, if it ever actually gets produced, uh, it'll be at least 10 years before I venture into it because I want to see what happens when people go in that thing. I mean, do you ever well, ride I in Los tell Angeles? You no, I don't go into the metro in Los Angeles right. because the metro, for those of you who don't know, is all underground. Right. And Correct. not all of Los Angeles is on rock. Correct. <laughs> As you can tell by the reports when we have earthquakes. Yeah. Um, I, I think the tunnels will deteriorate after time because we have, you know, two, two and three magnitude earthquakes all the time. We don't even right. feel them anymore. But if you have yeah. a tunnel under the ground, uh, the vibration, we see, you see cracks in your house, right? Every five oh, or sure. six years you have to get the oh, cracks sure. fixed. Sure. So it's just crazy. 
it's just crazy, and yeah. I'm not going underground in Los Angeles. Sorry. I mean, I, I've noticed lately that we have had a lot of, you know, it's been 20-plus years now. Let's see, 1994 was the earthquake, so 24 yep. years since the big earthquake in Los Angeles. And lately, I'm seeing, sadly, I'm seeing a lot of, make sure your earthquake insurance is up to date. I'm kind of feeling like, do they know something I don't know? Yeah, you know, well, that's... they have to sell that. The, the money they are making on that earthquake insurance oh, sure. is insane. It's crazy. And the bottom line is, because I looked into it, that earthquake insurance does not cover cracks in your stucco. Don't. Which, if your house doesn't fall down, your big expense is going to be restuccoing your whole house, right? right? Or patching it up. Doesn't cover the swimming pool, doesn't cover anything you have out on your property. Yeah. Uh, your house just has to basically fall down. And it and your fire insurance is the only thing that'll work. So if there is a major earthquake and there's a lot of damage that isn't covered, just strike a match. <laughs> well, if you, you don't say that out loud, Marsha. In case you decide to do that, don't say it out loud. Uh, we're archived forever on this show. That's so, true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's it's a little scary and all this. And, and also, they typically have very high deductibles. So oh, you might have a the deductible on my house is... The deductible on my house is like $150,000. Yeah. <laughs> what the yeah, hell? Yeah, exactly. Well, that's right. So, which means, for those of you who don't know, you spend the first 150000 and then they cover anything after that, up to whatever yeah, it's the a, limit it's of a real, is. It's a real deal, because 150000 yeah. is a lot of money, because, of course, the insurance company gauges it at cost, not at retail right. price, right? right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They screw yeah, you so, everywhere. <laughs> there you go. So just be prepared out there. I got my bottles of water in the house and, you know, other band-aids. So and I stuff. pulled the next story up for you because oh, you're Mr. You. Car Guy. Uh-huh. Do you believe this data that is stored in Teslas? Yeah, that's pretty interesting, is it not? Yeah. I mean, uh, a sec security researcher called Green the Only because mm -hmm. obviously he doesn't want to put his name public because they'll come Creamy get him. Only. Right. Right. He went to junkyards and auctions and examined Tesla vehicles. Right. Um, he got deeply personal and unencrypted data, including info from the driver's paired mobile devices and mm -hmm. video showing what happened just before the accident. Right. Now, I don't know about you, but I always thought of my car as my little friend, and yeah, it will protect right. me. And remember, yeah, sure. people, Good they luck. get in accidents, and all of a sudden, they'll swap seats in the front before the cops get there. Right, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Well, when, in a Tesla, all of that's going to be on the video. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, they, they examined Model S, Model X, and Model 3 vehicles, mm -hmm. and they were purchased for testing and research at Salvage. They got unencrypted video, phone books, calendar items, and other data from people who use these cars. You know, we're all excited about having a computer in there, but you forget there's a hard drive. Well, right, yeah. If you, you, if know, you crash a Tesla and it goes to a car junkyard, it could carry so much of your information. Well, you know, it's interesting, and I, I had never really thought about this, uh, but the Federal Trade Commission apparently issued advisories about pairing your devices to rental cars. Right, now, I, I never do car. that. Yeah, I don't get a rental car very often, but I certainly, if at my car dealer, when it goes in for service, I will get a, you know, the loan car, and I have paired my car before, not thinking Rot much row. about it, and I'm not doing that anymore. 
right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, I exactly. mean, this is serious. This is no kidding around. So, you know, if you sell a car and you've paired your phone to it, be right. sure you look up on the Internet how to wipe it so yeah, that exactly. when you get rid of the car, it has none of your data on it. Because I know that my car has a 40-gigabyte hard drive in it. Yeah, they, you know, a lot of the cars, and you know, and you don't really think about it because you, you know, your first thought is, well, when I disconnect from the phone in the car, the data's gone, you know, because I'm taking my phone with me, so they can't open it. But the fact that it's stored is another issue, no question. Um, and Tesla says there is a factory reset option, but and a valet mode for hiding personal data. Now think of that: you hand your Tesla over to a valet. And if he right. knows what he's doing, beep, 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 boop. I know where you live. Yeah. I know your phone number. I, yeah, I know your sure. appointment. I know when you're going to be out. I mean, it's crazy. So your Tesla knows way too much about <laughs> Which reminds me, and, and people tell you uh, to do this, don't put your home address in your GPS device right? and store right. it under your home address. because And, if and you, put it under yeah. the button that says home. <laughs> but yeah, and don't put it on the button that's home. And, and I can't know that I didn't do that myself. But it's a good idea not to do that because let's say you get some kid who you've just given your expensive car to who gets in yep. your car while you're having dinner, looks up your home address. You know, we've seen all the movies. Go over right. to your house, rob you while you're there, and have your car back before you get home. Just so, so you yeah. know, I have always put under the word home. I do have a home button on mine. Mm -hmm. uh, it's directions to Devonshire Division LAPD. I was just <laughs> going to say that. That was. I do I, that. I, I've yeah, done that's that a for great years. idea. That's fun. That yeah, would you really want to go home? Fun. You're you're going to the police station. <laughs> yeah. Hey, by the way, a, a story just occurred to me. We weren't talking about it, but I got to tell you this. So last week, I have Earthlink as my uh, internet provider, and I start getting emails from some person, some thing, whose uh, name is on it with a Gmail address, and it says, Hi, I'm spamming your account. I then proceeded to get about 600 emails. <gasps> about 600. Uh, one after the other, same thing. I'm spamming your account. I'm spamming your account. Now, the first thing I didn't do was respond, even though I had a few words that I would like to have said to whoever right. it is that was doing it, but I didn't do that. Fortunately, Earthlink has a, on their website, they have a uh, anti-spam button so that when you go into the site, you can go in and say, this is spam, block the sender. And right. it took about 20 minutes. They kept coming for about 20 minutes, and it finally stopped. That's but, insane. Yeah, I don't, and I don't even know what the point, I mean, other than to be a jerk, I don't know what they think was going to happen, or maybe if you respond to the email, something else happens. You know, they, they track you. Well, in some I way, get but. texted to me all the time, your Uber code is, and it has an Uber code. Right. And I just tap and report it as spam, because... Of course. And I, before I did that, I Googled it and found that it was a very common, common uh, spam yeah, thing. Yeah, it's a scam. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's getting to the point where it's getting really crazy about this stuff, and there's not a lot you can do about it, so just be cautious when you get... And, and I still, like I say, I still don't get the reason for it. You know, what was the reason for sending me 600 spam emails? And it just doesn't make any sense. But who knows? There was some reason, right. and, you know, we shall move on from there. So MIT, they had... Yeah, uh, I love this something. story. I love yeah, this, this story. Yeah, this is cool. So MIT announced the top 10 worst tech innovations of the 21st century. 
And what they all have in common is premature scaling, which means they built out the product long before they showed it to the customer. Mm-hmm. So there's a thing in business called a customer journey. And that's right. a study you should do when you introduce a product to a customer to see where they go, what they do, what they care about. But these companies did not do that. So okay. by applying outdated methods of manufacturing, like Henry Ford's Model T, just would not work in this era. No, exactly. uh, There were some very expensive mistakes. Uh, I were you, were you, you insulted by anything on this list, personally? Uh, no, I wasn't. The first one is seg- Segway. Segway. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, come on. Really? Do you really want to go on a Segway? Has anybody done a customer study on a Segway? No, because nobody buys it except mall well, cops. Right. Yeah, <laughs> right, which is from the, I was just going to say, from the movie, Kevin James right. did a great job on it. But beyond that, yeah, who? And number two was Google Glass, which I'll yeah, that's take. that's the one that was. I, but you see, I don't consider that a consumer product. Mm-hmm. Uh, Google Glass to me was really something for people who were, technology-minded who wanted to try a new technology. We yeah, all knew what we were toy. getting into. Yeah, we, were get, right. we knew what we were getting into. Google told us before we purchased it, you've right. been invited, but this is the deal. So yeah. I don't know that that was fully a consumer product that should be on this list. Didn't they come out with a second also version of that? Yeah, yeah, they and gave, they, gave yeah, us, yeah. they gave us the second one. Yeah, so... Gave it for free, it or you had to buy this? Yeah, oh, no, it was okay. given for free. But the whole okay. thing is, we knew it was an experiment. We knew that, so right, and we were the first, and it was very cool. Okay. By the way, uh, there was a similar to Google Glass at the Huawei launch, which we'll talk about in a second, which was very cool. So number three was electronic voting. Bad yeah, idea. I'm trying to, f- yeah, I guess. I mean, because of the hacking, I assume they're talking about. Yeah. That. I'm, uh, yeah, right, okay. And then one laptop per child. Really, because the iPad for all the school kids worked out so well. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly, yeah. CRISPR babies, yeah, morally deficient. It's like, really? Yeah, that was the no. test tube baby advanced DNA manufacturing of baby thing. And Although that's still data- going on, by the way. That's, oh, it, all, much away. of this still is still going on. going on. Yes, oh, right, yeah, absolutely. Right. I, but again, Google Glass is in a different venue now, and it's only used for industrial applications. Now it's a professional product, which right. is very well accepted. So you well can still accepted. buy it. Well, yeah, but it's bought for businesses with special software, like for inventory in a warehouse or right. things like that. Right. Uh, what CRISPR babies, data trafficking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, still going on. Your Great course. invention. Cryptocurrency. Yeah. Now, you want to say a little bit about cryptocurrency and what you think about well, it? Well, I mean, cryptocurrency is not, it's funny money. It's not real money. It sits on computers like Bitcoin. It's stored on, you know, some kind of system where you, I mean, you know, theoretically, I suppose, when we started money in the very beginning, it was um, people the same idea. What do you mean, I'm, you know, you're going to give me a piece of paper and I'm going to buy something? So in theory, Bitcoin was the same thing. It sells Bitcoin, which has been up to, if I remember correctly, about $20,000 per Bitcoin yeah. is now about 4000 So it's taken a pretty good-sized beating. I don't know if it's going away. Uh, yeah. It still exists. and But I'm not buying funny but you money see this, Bitcoin. This goes along with something 
you know, I beat beat the drum for right to uh, repair, and I also right. beat the drum on another thing, and that's you know where they say cashless society, everything will be on credit card, right. everything will be on your phone. Right. But what we are doing is shutting out lower income people who can't right. get a credit card, who who need to work from cash, that maybe cash their paycheck because they don't have a bank account, and like there's new some new crazy rule in the west side of L.A. they're trying to put through that'll cost you $4 just to drive through West L.A. Mm -hmm. And that per is supposed to cut down on traffic. Well, all the rich people are going to be able to afford that, but the people who mow their lawns and the people who clean their houses and the people who work in the restaurants, it may be a big problem for. Yeah, so exactly. a lot of these innovations are just shutting out middle and lower class and you can't leave those people behind in a growing society. Yeah. And by the way, the number of banks and, and institutions are banning it. Regions Financial Corporation barred its customers from purchasing cryptocurrency. Huh. Uh, J.P. Morgan Citigroup and Bank of America uh, are, have announced they would halt credit card transactions involving crypto, cryptocurrency. Discover and Capital One also also stopped doing that. So, yeah, uh, well, where are you going to use it if, you, if your bank won't accept it and you can't right. transfer it? Because it's not like you can hand a five to the friend of yours. You can't hand a Bitcoin over. The only so, people uh, that benefit from cryptocurrency are the very wealthy, the elite. Right. And, oh, sure. Just, it doesn't and help people are trying to hide yeah. money. Now, e-cigarettes. I think mm -hmm. in because you remember I discovered e-cigarettes what a decade oh, ago yeah. when yeah. they first came over from China yeah. and I said this is a great way for people to stop smoking and it has yeah. helped people stop smoking, but the problem is as everything else, um, developers decided their next big thing was going to be an even better version of e-cigarettes and the vaping right. and the Juul. Now the Juul, for example, most people don't know this. It's is that a brand? double. Jewel, yeah, there's a yeah. whole lot of news, J-U-U-L, okay. and the government's going crazy about it. Their nicotine content is double of what's in other products. So wow. basically, they're like the old Marlboro. They are deliberately hooking people with a high... Yeah, I can't use Juul. I, I tried it. What is it? it? It's crazy. I mean, it's loaded with nicotine, and that right. is hooking kids because it's oh, a yeah. hip, cool thing. So, Well, yeah, because they're making bubblegum flavored. Okay, and so, two last yeah. thing, plastic coffee pods. I refuse to buy a Keurig and selfie sticks. Grr. Yay, selfie sticks. Stupid stuff. <laughs> hey to Jim Katzman. Hey to Valencia. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back. Don't go away. This is Marsha Collier and Mark Cohen and Kurt Boothman on Twitter uh, on WS Radio. We're the worldwide leader in Internet talk. See you next half. You are listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. You take your smartphone almost everywhere you go. Now WSRadio.com can be there, too. Search WS Radio in the Play Store for your Android devices or iTunes for Apple and download the WS Radio application. WSRadio.com, on your phone and in your ear everywhere you go. Download the WS Radio application. Do it now. It's very easy. WSRadio.com. 
I've heard this is like one of the best pizza spots in town. Yes, it is. I'll do a slice of pepperoni, slice of vegetarian. You got it. And I will pay for all of that in three days. In three days? <laughs> What's that mean? Well, wait, you accept credit cards. That money's not going to hit your account for three days anyway. I need my money quicker. At Chase, we hear you. With Express Funding, card payments are in your Chase account the next business day. Go to chase.com slash express funding. Chase for business, so you can. Compensated participation. All businesses are subject to credit approval. Not all clients are eligible for next business day funding and additional terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. You've heard me talking about Progressive Medical Center. They have helped me feel my best. And Dr. Goley, tell us a little bit about integrative medicine. Why is that such a big deal at Progressive Medical Center, and how can that make me feel better? Integrative medicine is just good medicine. It's combining the best of traditional medicine, nutritional medicine, natural medicine, and really helping the patient get to the root cause so they can take control of their health and really make an impact to improve not only their energy, their vitality, and just their overall outlook on their health and their life. I procrastinated for a long time before I finally made an appointment. So why should someone not delay and go ahead and get set up and come see you guys? Any journey begins with that first step. And that first step means making a decision to recognize that there's something wrong with you. Whether you have fatigue, inappropriate weight gain, not sleeping well, not concentrating, all of these issues, you can get to the root cause. So many of us here at The Fish have gotten help from Progressive Medical Center. So why don't you find out more from them today? Go to ProgressiveMedicalCenter.com. This is your life. Live it well. I raised $8,000 to build schools for South African children. After realizing how many people go hungry in San Diego, I now volunteer at a food pantry. I'm spending the next year doing volunteer projects across three countries and helping in ways they designate to be the most helpful. The World Link program at the Joan B. Kroc Institute for Peace and Justice recognizes the potential of youth as agents of social change. Learn how you can help youth become a generation of leaders in action at peace.sandiego.edu. Tired of presentations with no impact, no inspiration, and no traction? Do dull speakers have you and your team disengaged and distracted by smartphones? Christopher McAuliffe brings energy, insights, and two decades of experience delivered with punch, humor, and heart. Your team will leave energized, uplifted, and with a sense of purpose. Visit ChristopherMcAuliffe.com to bring some heat to your next speaking engagement. M-C-A-U-L-I-F-F-E. ChristopherMcAuliffe.com. 